0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows
1: at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, what's up Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have been having an excellent week. I most certainly have been. I hope you guys are ready for the new additions to the Vox and Hops Brutal Awakenings playlist. Which has been curated by the metal architect Jerry Monk himself. He spends his Fridays listening to all of the new music releases which have dropped, and then he picks the top most extreme, the coolest, the sickest ones, and puts them into the Brutal Awakenings playlist. If you are looking for something new and exciting to listen to, check out the Vox and Hops Brutal Awakenings playlist. It is available on Apple Music as well as on Spotify, and I have put the links in the description of this podcast. On today's episode I'm with Alex Jones and Kyle Beam, I'm of Undeath. Here it is. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 225. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Alex Jones and Kyle Beam of the band Undeath. Uh, how are you boys doing? How are you guys doing tonight?
2: Doing good, man. Just uh, hanging out, drinking some beers challenge
1: how exactly have you guys been coping with 2020
0: dude i mean we just uh well we hang out <laughs> we write music uh there's no what else is there to do you know what i mean we can't there's no shows there's there's nothing
2: so we just write yeah just been spending a lot of time just writing the next on death record trying to stay busy and do whatever we can outside of playing shows obviously
1: yeah it's crazy it's uh, but you guys have been busy. you guys have released a whole bunch of material recently. You guys started not too long ago, and you guys are down a great path i love the the old school death metal vibe. You guys are a part of that resurgence that a lot of bands such as like two mold are are waving that that flag uh let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about this resurgence of uh you know the old school death metal sound and vibe
2: sure uh yeah i mean we like you said tumult is definitely a band that we look up to and i definitely see as like contemporaries of ours in a lot of ways that i feel like we have a lot of shared ideas when it comes to the way that we approach songs and stuff and i think there's just a lot of bands who are coming up right now who were raised on that style of death metal and are coming into their own and their proficiency with their instruments and their confidence and their finally reaching a point where they can start their own bands and take their own shot at it
1: when I th- I really think there's a there's a, a huge huge market for this and, and I see that a lot of people are really enjoying it and for myself even whenever cryptopsy starts putting together tour packages I definitely definitely would love to include a band such as your, yourself or to mold to, to to grasp that that you know the the market the, the that part of the Fan base to, to, because it fits with Cryptopsy. Cryptopsy is a bit more technical on sides, but, but, uh, you know, there's a big umbrella, and I think that everyone can enjoy each other for different aspects.
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, that, that means a lot. And I, I like, I'm not just blowing smoke when I say this, but like None So Vile and uh, like, uh, uh, Whisper Supremacy, those are massively influential records for me. And like, those were some of the first, if not the first, really death metal records that got me into the genre in a much more invested way.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Vox and Hops has all been hanging out with my metal friends and talking about their lives, music and craft beer. Uh, what beer do you guys have on your side right there as Kyle takes a sip? Ah, you want to go first?
0: Sure. I got a Rochester brewery called three heads. Got a stiff arm. It's a double Nipah. It's good.
2: It's It's just a solid beer.
1: Very nice.
2: I got a, a, beer by a brewery about 10 uh 20 minutes outside of rochester called mortalis uh this is a fruited sour it's called hydra
1: very cool. uh
2: it's hydra's kind of like their running fruited sour uh beer and it's flagship sort of, yeah it's something like their flagship beer too it's crazy it's got like pulp in it almost uh but this one is blueberry key lime and sweet cherry and i think it's 7 Yeah,
1: 7%. Very cool. I I want that. I love those fruited sours with the the fruit puree in it. For myself, I'm going dark and evil. This is a Kanawagi Brewing Company. Tonight I am going to be enjoying their White Stone. It's a wild turkey bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with vanilla. Clocks in 12%. It is a blend because uh, they blended some that aged for 14 months in wild turkey and then the rest of it with a younger imperial stout with vanilla. It's a dark and omnius uh, shout Ooh. out to uh drew stevens Ooh. and the rest of the crew for for hooking me up with this
2: very sick i love that cheers man cheers
1: oh it's fantastic boozy but yet that little chocolatey you know almost like a like molasses stickiness to it absolutely absolutely delicious uh let's move oh, yeah. into to metal now let's talk a little bit about the soundtracks of your youth when you guys were growing up in your parents or guardians house, what music was playing when you guys were not in control of the radio? What music that your parents or guardians listened to?
0: Uh, When I was really young, just like uh, God, my mom would listen to like the local like new metal station, I guess like the butt rock shit, you know what I mean? Like see there and shit. Like I was totally, when I was a little kid, like 10 years old, I was way into that stuff. Way into like Slipknot, but then metal, the like, actual death metal music comes along not too soon after. So uh,
2: yeah, whatever. You <laughs> <go>? <laughs> uh, my parents were really into butt rock. Uh, I think it would be very interesting if they were, considering the kind of people that they are. But uh, <laughs> uh, my parents are both very like introverted, bookish, nerdy types, and uh, which they definitely pass along to me. Um, and I mean, my mom is into a lot of like the singer-songwriter stuff, like James Taylor, uh elton john that whole like 70s era of music and my dad is a little bit weirder he he was into like the more classic dad-ish punk bands like the clash and sex pistols and stuff but primarily he was listening to a lot of uh like the Krautrock, the german progressive bands he loves like can uh craftwork noi so that really was like growing up that that and the b52s were just playing all the time in my house he had a very uh very strange taste in
1: music <laughs> very cool that is a very eclectic i love it and there's no shame in loving new metal i am a new metal child and and the older i get the more i go back to it and i put on this playlist i don't know this past weekend or something and a seether jam came on and i was like yeah i still like the song <laughs>
2: some of that shit bangs like i can't front at all like I, I'm, I'm definitely not gonna be upset if that comes on
1: it's you know and and, and, you know as with any music that you grew up listening to there's that nostalgic vibe that brings you right back to it to that moment when you heard it and that time in your life so so there's no shame in that no definitely not (laughs) let's move towards (laughs) when you guys discovered your band what was your first band outside of your parents influence
0: my first band outside of my parents influence that is a really good question i don't know like I feel like my mom got me into all that kind of stuff and just like the radio but i feel like the first band that i ever found out about that was more relatively underground was like at the gates like i was yep. playing
2: world of warcraft and some dude told me to like listen to at the gates Yep, at the gates for sure was an early one for me like the earliest band that i remember just deciding to get into on my own was like honestly it was probably green day because i was at like i don't know was it borders i was at one of those old bookstore chains and uh, i saw like the Doogie album cover and i was like you know 10 years old yeah, I was like, yeah. this is an album about poop this is the <laughs> shit no pun intended I, I need this and then but like metal wise i feel like mayhem was probably the first under well quote unquote underground metal band that really captured my interest just because of all of the behind the scenes drama and stuff and when you're like 13 14 years old and hearing about like okay somebody in this dude got like somebody in this band got murdered
1: by someone in the band yeah
2: by somebody in the band that's kind of all you need to be all in on something like that
1: <laughs> funny you mentioned dookie that was actually the my friend chris flint shout out to chris if you're listening uh he was in my first band too uh so so he, he before the first band i was in I can't remember what grade, grade two, grade three. His dad was a DJ, so he had capabilities of like making mixtapes, and he d- gave me an illegal copy of Dookie. And I think it's the first tape that I owned, but it was like they printed out like the sleeve for the <laughs> cassette tape. <laughs> wow. so visual. I picture it in my mind, but it, it, I didn't have the cool artwork. It just had like printed the names, but I, that CD was special. That album was special for me.
2: Yeah, I I have a lot of very fond memories of the album, for sure. I think I had the CD. There's like a Sesame Street character on the original back cover of it. I think it's like Elmo or Bert or something. It's really random. But then I think Green Day or their label got sued by the Jim Henson company and they had to take it off. So I was always really proud that I had like that original CD version, but... Being like a death metal guy, you can't really brag about your uh, rare Green Day collection too much.
1: (laughs) Unless you're on Vox and Hops, which is awesome. Exactly. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. (laughs) But I also heard about that exact uh, album that they went into the studio and they were so damn good. They recorded everything off the floor as people used to do. And the engineer had them in there for a few days and he got everything the first day. And in his mind, he was like, it's perfect. It's there, but I can't let them think that you know they're paying (laughs) me this much money i have to make them come back and work harder but everything that's on it is actually that first day's run through so that's how the good wow
2: i had no idea that's so cool yeah either
1: um let's move into your first shows do you remember the first time that you went and saw a gig it doesn't have to be metal just the first time you ever witnessed live music
0: yeah oh god (laughs) First time that I ever witnessed live music. These are some, these are some far back questions, Matt. I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, I don't, I don't even know.
2: Real Big Fish, maybe? That was an early one for me, too. Yeah, a lot ah. of ska back in the day. I think the first show I ever saw was Blondie and the Cars hmm. at a, the Jones Beach Amphitheater. Uh, and That was for like my friend's birthday party when I was like 10, 11, maybe. But yeah, there was a huge ska tour. I'm wondering if you saw the same one. It was like when we were 13, 14. And it was Real Big Fish, Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at the same venue, I think. Yeah. At Water Street. Less Than Jake and Against All Authority, I think, opened. And uh, that was huge. I think that was the first show I ever went to by myself.
1: Hmm. Was there a moment like where you were observing this happen and you were, you were just taking it in that you ever imagined yourself being on stage?
2: Uh not not at that show. It wasn't until later on when I started going to more like DIY punk hardcore stuff that I really realized like, oh shit, I could probably do this. But when I was watching Ska bands I didn't really visualize myself playing the saxophone or anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll I'll put on the record, skanking is the ugliest form of dance out there. (laughs) I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. (laughs) My wife loves ska, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it. I'm a horn player, uh, for for forever a horn player, so, you know, that shit, you know, it's all right. Yeah, ska's cool.
1: (laughs) Let's move into craft beer. Uh, Take me back to your first beers. Do you remember the very first beers that you guys ever had?
2: Natty Light. (laughs) yeah uh it was probably i don't know the very first one uh i think it was probably like a heineken or something i think it was just one of the imports that my dad used to get and i probably tried it and thought it was disgusting
1: (laughs) hey what's up fox and hops i just want to take a little moment about cryptopsy's upcoming tours that's right i'm talking about the scream of perseverance tour and our headliner dates alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums, even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxenhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown come to a show we're gonna have a great time now enough about all of that let's get back to the episode how, how about the the if you guys are craft beer enthusiasts you're, you're both drinking very nice brews right now what what is your craft beer journey
2: um well for me i mean i, I love craft beer personally i, I mean colin i both do uh it's something that i follow pretty extensively and you know uh it's something i've been interested in for a long time uh you know, I was into it kind of casually for a long time. I knew like the, the bigger craft breweries like Dogfish Head and Stone and uh, yeah, Lagunitas, like the, the ones that are more widely distributed. But and I was kind of content with that for a long time. But it wasn't until maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, I have a friend who's also named Kyle, uh, different than this Kyle. Um, <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's really nice very nice guy. He's a gem. He's a gem. Uh, he is. He's had his finger on the pulse of craft uh, beer, especially in New York State, forever. And he used to come. up I mean, I met him at my old job, which was at a, a like health food, organic grocery store. And he used to always come over to my place and just bring over like other half and uh, like um, monkish and stuff like that. And that was the first time I really had like a really good. Hazy New England IPA. It's the first time I had like a really good, authentic, fruited sour. And I just didn't know that they made beer that tasted that good. I thought that all IPAs were West Coast IPAs and all stouts were, you know, 6% and whatever. And then you start having 14%, 17%, like boozy stouts and these hazy IPAs. And that just kind of exploded my whole worldview. And ever since then, it's kind of been nonstop. But yeah, that's that's kind of my condensed journey, I guess.
1: How, how about this, Kyles?
0: Oh, Alex got me into it. I mean, I've had like Sierra had, like, Nevada IPAs. Is that true? Before. Yeah, totally. I don't wow. think... I've never been to a brewery, I don't think, before we went to... Shit, I don't even know. But uh, Alex to totally tree. got me into it. Yeah, we did go to Beer Tree outside of Binghamton, New York. Yep. That place is just insane. Yep. Damn, um, that's so cool. I had no idea. But... Nah, just probably like two or three years now. I've been getting into it more. Uh, it's cool. Rochester has a shitload of breweries, dude. Yeah, just it really like, does. Uh, I can swear, right? I'm sorry. You
1: can dude. say whatever the fuck you want.
0: Alright, alright. Rochester, so many motherfucking breweries. <laughs> Insanity. There's Got so many fucking breweries. There's there gotta be like 12 or 13 here. It's not a very big city. Usually. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they all really make killer shit. Like, Nine Maidens is a fucking awesome brewery. They did our beer collaborations, these yep. two ones that we did. Um... I don't know. That's my that's my journey. I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah, there's Sorry.
2: Rochester does have like a for the size of city it is, which is not that big. Uh, there's a huge craft beer contingency here, um, and like, there's a ton like in the city proper, like Nine Mains he talked about. Uh, Rohrbach is like the old legendary one, but Three Heads, Three Heads, but like and all the neighboring counties like Livingston and Avon and stuff like just really getting out in the the boonies of Western New York. There's just so many random little amazing craft breweries, and just places that you wouldn't expect them at all.
1: Very cool. I gotta, I gotta come down to Rochester and drink some beer boo- <laughs> with Undeath. Yes, uh, you do. <laughs> let's talk about this Nine Maidens. You said you guys did two collabs. So yes, we did. So so t- talk me through all of that from A to Z. How did you even set this up? What were those brews and and that whole story?
0: We uh, were regulars. Well, Nine Maidens opened only last
2: little over a year
0: a little over a year ago like last last summer last july i think or something like that and uh we've been regulars there like me and my girlfriend used to live only right down the road so we were going all the time and uh we had these singles coming out and i was like hey do you guys want to do a collab and it was really easy i mean it was like sure you know what i mean and the uh the first beer we did was just a just a really standard like Nipah had a it was idaho 7 and citra and um with the addition of activated charcoal. Very cool. So it just was like, yeah, dude, it was, it was like a super juicy, just a total juice bomb. I think it was like seven and a half, but it was just fucking black, mm-hmm. sickly black.
1: <laughs> Very cool. So that's it. I wanted to do a beer like that when I did, uh, for devastation on the nation, I had a craft beer party happening in a few of the, the stops. And here in Montreal, I exactly wanted to, what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a black New England. Mm. But had yeah. took it away from me. I
0: know, dude. I know, and I <laughs> saw. <laughs> I saw the Dev- devastation on the nation. Like reschedule got recanceled.
1: Yeah, and uh, shout out to Daniel Defonce, uh for making. He's he's avant garde in whatever he does, and he instead of you know teasing the fans and and you know putting false hope into the artists he made the smart decision just to cancel because he knows as well as i know as well as a lot of these artists who are still scheduling tours that there ain't no tours happening in february and march absolutely
2: mm, yeah it's it's a tough pill to swallow but i mean yeah that's absolutely true it's when i see bands announcing tours for like january still i'm like are, are you sure like
1: <laughs> no disrespect to these bands especially if they just released an album and they want to keep the hype train going but but i i'm wondering how much of it is that and they just want to keep their name and and their image out there and their brand out there and their fan connectivity Very true. out there yeah 100 percent. and in the back of their mind they absolutely know that it's going to be canceled
0: yeah yeah dude that's not a bad marketing move i think
2: i'm gonna to have to write that one down <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep we're gonna announce a bunch of tours like two, three months out, and then just cancel all of them over <laughs> and over.
1: <laughs> and and Defontes knows it all, too, as he mentioned in, in that uh, in his post that are these clubs even going to be open? Because right, right, yeah. left, right, and center these small venues are having a hard time right now, as yes, much as everyone else is true. having a hard time with these small venues that, you know, were basically passion projects because they don't make any money anyways, mm. have absolutely nothing, nothing going, <laughs> going on now. So if you yeah. can support your small clubs, please do it, people. Pick up some shirts for them if they are selling them. And if you have a small club and you're looking for a way to make some money, make some shirts. That's what my friends here in Montreal at Turbo House, uh, who I love dearly, are doing. And that is really what's helping them survive. Uh second beer collab, what was in that? So the first one was a black new england.
0: Uh the second one was a fruited blackberry sour. Uh it was awesome. It's totally
2: just like um That was a little more higher percentage, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think that one was almost 10.
1: It was 9 really? or 10. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. it was fucking that was that was a killer beer. It was like electric purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked crazy.
1: Very cool. Uh would you say that Nine Maidens is the most metal brewery in Rochester?
0: That's they impression. probably wouldn't want me to say that. <laughs> I'm just no, no, no. That uh, they're the the head brewer there, uh, the only brewer really. I mean, it's it's a small like nano brewery joint, but um,
2: he loves like death He loves Earth. He was just texting me Earth music videos not too yeah, long ago. That's cool. Yeah, I think like Nine Maidens and Mortalis are probably if I had to pick breweries in the Rochester area that had like a metal vibe to them, those would be number one and number two on my list for sure.
1: That's awesome. So you guys are not planning a tour, but you are planning a live stream show, which yes, at this correct. point, as, as people are listening to this, it has already happened. So and it so, was so much fun. <laughs> let's <Probably>. talk about <laughs> how you guys have prepared for this live stream show. What are your expectations? What do you want to convey to your fans? What do you hope that they did receive from, from a, a undeath live stream?
0: Well, this one will have been our first five piece performance um since coronavirus hit we've added a second guitar player and a bass player
1: really okay yeah
0: so um so this will be uh yeah this will be that and i'm just hoping that everyone i mean we're playing the whole album front to back like those kind of shows are It's a lot to prepare for dude i mean are you serious it's like 40 minutes of fucking blasting ass death metal and I gotta make sure everyone's on the same page. Our bass player's lives in DC. I'm getting everyone caught up for the album. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's been busy. I'm um, just hoping it.
2: I'm hoping everyone enjoys the shit out of it. Or at this point, enjoy the shit out of it. <laughs> everybody knows listening to this episode it was the greatest uh, live stream show of all time Uh, and we're just really honored that people tuned in and had such a blast we did too
1: (laughs) so so were you guys all in the same room uh, or or did you guys is it a live stream with people all over the place
0: it will be in the same room it's at a venue
1: oh very cool very cool talk talk me through that decision versus having it in a jam room versus having it in a, a a zoom situation where you just piece it together afterwards
0: we've uh while we did right uh geez when was that like only a month after coronavirus i believe it was in april we did a live recording that was just in like my basement
2: yeah it was back in like march or
0: april yeah and uh and like that one was cool i mean it's totally fun to do that kind of stuff but when you gotta do it yourself and everything it's like it's an immense it's way more work yeah. you know what i mean it's on top of the music it's like okay and i need to edit all this shit together and i need to like mix it and i need to like record it and everything you know what i mean so uh doing it in a venue is way smoother uh from that point of view but not only that like just looks better i think right like you know you're kind of you, it's paid like you have to pay for that stream the stream that we're doing or we did we've done by now you had to pay 10 bucks for it and i know some people probably don't want to do that but it's like you just said support your venues it's to help support the venue my body manages the venue and also
1: like none no, of but t- 10 boxes is a completely reasonable price for something that no one's ever seen before you know you guys right. have never performed this record before you've never performed as a full band before right Le- take, leave hey. it to corona to 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 let you take the time to complete your lineup that's pretty cool
2: yeah definitely that's <laughs> that's something what we're thinking too
1: if you could and 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 the pandemic was not happening and you could release this record uh on a tour and you guys could pick the lineup what bands would be on this record release tour for legions of a different kind
2: that's a really good question uh if we could pick
1: any bands something that you you feel would put you guys on the right place uh, in, the, in the in the global market scene
2: cryptopsy and cannibal corpse that'd be fun <laughs> Morphed angels going on there. Yeah. I mean, oh, how many? This
0: is gonna be like unreasonable. This is gonna be like a poor package. This is gonna be like summer slaughter. It's gonna be like cryptopsy, necrophages, Necroph- Yeah, we're gonna get him on, on the back. Uh, you know, he's got he's got to stop working at BMW. and yeah. come back and play metal music. Uh, three Six Mafia, three they six gotta play too. Go. Uh, maybe Benny the butchers people. We could hit yeah. them up and see if he's down to down to do
2: some stuff. All the Griselda rappers. Um, <laughs> No, I mean for real, like I mean yeah, like obviously that would be sick. There's tons of other I mean we talked about tumult before, like I would love to play some shows with those guys. Absolutely. Um tons of other like young death metal bands, another Canadian band, uh Sandwich, Sedimentum. Same with Sugaby, Same with Sogabi. Yep. Uh those are our homies. Um Phobophilic from North Dakota, that band's sick, love to play with them. We were supposed to. I mean, before uh coronavirus hit, we were gonna do like a full US tour with those guys and uh it was like being booked by Dan Defontes, and then uh, obviously that's not happening anymore. But uh, yeah, just uh, there's no shortage of great bands that I love to play with.
1: Very cool. Uh, has there been some touring under your belt? Is that something that's happened uh, for Undeath?
0: God, we've had probably nine days of touring under our belt. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we had <laughs> a lot playing.
2: I think we have played less than twenty shows. Really? Yeah, we we did. Uh, um, we did two long weekends with. Same with Sluggabug from Ohio. We did like one five day, little like route with them, and then we did one that was supposed to be four, but our van broke down in Michigan, so we had to drive home. <laughs> Just
1: that, that that happens. That that most definitely happens. The worst thing that ever happened to Cryptopsy. Well, it's probably not the worst, but but <laughs> but, but, but we we got this RV. And if, is this when
2: all the shit flew out of the back of your van?
1: Nope, 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 nope. Different, different, different stories. <laughs> <laughs> different horrific event. <laughs> we got this RV. It was pink, like salmon pink. It was, it was. We were going out on doing some dates with Guar because Born of Osiris was on tour with Guar throughout North America, but they couldn't make the Canadian dates, so they brought on Cryptopsy. But so that started in Winnipeg. Montreal to Winnipeg is quite a stretch, so we started doing some dates along the way. So we all met up at Flo's house, which is the farthest point where all of us outside of Montreal, heading out towards the first date in Thunder Bay, I believe it was. And we didn't make it 15 minutes past his house after leaving, and his RV just died. (laughs) No. <laughs> but luckily we had a cool dude named alex uh that uh lex touring that that came and with his van and took us on that whole run and that we had a good time with guar and that's but, amazing but, but the pink yeah. the pink salmon rv didn't last very long
2: <laughs> Damn. that is very fortunate though that you were able to still make it work
1: i do know i'm just i'm I'm still, I say it all the time. Imagine we were halfway through it or we're in the Rockies. Right. Or or Imagine we were not 15 minutes from Flo's house, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Dude, we were fucking dead in the water. We were stranded in Ohio for like three days. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) In Ohio. In Ohio. (laughs) Let's wrap this up with a question that I'd love to ask at the end. Uh, It probably never happens to you because you guys are very organized and in control, but it happens to everyone ever. Every once in a while what is your hangover cure
2: oh my god bacon egg and cheese on a croissant <laughs> that's it uh mine is probably lying in my bed for seven to nine hours and staring at the ceiling and contemplating all the bad decisions i've made <laughs>
1: yeah, both both options are good i i enjoy them um everybody go check out undeath they just dropped a new record legions of a different kind via prosthetic records and maggot stomp dropped a super cool cassette which i love Uh, i love this nostalgic merch that's coming out and it fits your genre so well please go check it out and if you did watch that live stream tell me how amazing it was because i'm sure it was cheers kyle cheers alex awesome times with you guys cheers
2: cheers matt thanks a lot man appreciate it thank you matt
1: Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. What an excellent chat with Alex and Kyle. Super funny dudes. And I am very, very excited about their band. I really like what they are doing. If you haven't checked out on death, you absolutely should. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice. But not only that, you should take the time to rate it and write a review because if you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops podcast. Vox and Hops is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I will be back next week with two episodes, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits. <laughs> and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.